0: All right, welcome back to the Certified Bucket Boys podcast. Uh, this week, uh, it's just me and Tom. Sadly, he couldn't make it due to a uh, tragic strip club incident. We won't uh, go into details on that, but yeah, he could not make it tonight. Um, So we, we got a bit of a shortened episode, I guess. We'll do the classics, cert not cert. Um, And then we're going to jump into a wee Warriors Awards night uh, that we've got got a few few awards lined up we'll we'll chuck our sort of nominees out there and then say who we reckon should win uh, but ultimately we'll leave it up to the the listeners to vote on the instagram um we'll sort of give that like we 24 hours and then we'll find out our winners um that'll be pretty exciting uh anything anything exciting happen in the last week for your time I know it's school holidays now
1: just trying to think when we last we recorded on thursday right
0: I think it was thursday yeah
1: yeah um no not a whole lot um i remember i mentioned to you boys uh i had a game where it's social on monday that was pretty exciting we oh, um yeah. we had a pretty competitive game against this team of um i think i believe they were all korean um and they were like the pretty, they were real good ballers. Like they actually ran like offensive sets and stuff. And we saw them practicing it after the game. Oh, um, wow, yeah. And like it was a real competitive game. Like they were just like they ran a three two zone, they were just hounding us. Um, a three two yeah, zone, yeah. Um, and I had had a couple threes early. Um, was feeling it, was feeling good. And then, yeah, with about, oh, well, it wasn't like a buzzer beater game when it was about like a. Six, six, seven seconds left, kind of deal. We Mm. were down. I think we were down one. Uh, Hit the three to put us up two. Um, Fuck, I like. I understand why NBA players like freak out when they hit, like, do something cool. Like, if you (laughs) if if you feel ecstatic during like a social game, like, imagine what it's like on a big stage.
0: Yeah, Um, twenty thousand home fans watching you.
1: Yeah, we had a. Had old mate uh, Toy rather from Gators riffing us, and yeah, yeah, he came up to us after game. He said, "Fuck, that was a good game,
0: boys. Love, love watching it. Love watching it.
1: Yeah, it was actually it was real good game, man."
0: The Monday team does not usually get that sort of praise about playing good basketball. More. No, we have a we have a new teammate
1: that's really helping us out. Um, We guard. You know, we need we need some more guards. Yeah, and. Obviously having tie back helps. The tie play again? Yes, yeah, so that's two in a row. Working working his the way the, back into it. What are the knees looking like? Oh yeah, he's all good. He's just he, like same old player, just you can just tell his shot's just a little bit off.
0: No. Nah, yeah. As it would but, be after a year.
1: Yeah. I mean it's always good to have another like guard. So mm, that's, that's solid. That's makes good. it makes everything more solid. Mm. Uh what about
0: yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, like what has happened since last Thursday, I feel like the whole weekend was like dominated by like a lead up to the WAS. and then it was sort of like a hangover afterwards on the (laughs) Sunday. It's like, oh man, I don't really want to leave the house. Like it's been like it's had spring and all of a sudden the weather's just got worse than it was in winter. It's just brilliant, (laughs) you know, So lot of sitting around, you know, a new FIFA came out playing that. Getting that grind true. on there. Um, other than that, been pretty quiet. eh? pretty quiet. You know, just still working on my um my social media game and my editing skills, uh, which you can see on the uh, Instagram at Certified Bucket Boys. Give us a follow. Yeah. Are you playing
1: <coughs> Ultimate Team on FIFA or? Yeah, that's all I play. None of that Why other are you shit. Why is it called FC?
0: because uh, they lost the rights to call it FIFA. So what does FC stand for? Football Cup. Football Club. club. Yeah, Football Club. But um, yeah, because FIFA, like they're not competing with anybody for the name, but FIFA wanted so much money. They were just like, nah, we're all good. We'll just call it FC. <laughs> Won't make yeah, a fair. difference. <laughs> uh, I honestly, thought it was a completely
1: like, different game coming out, eh? Not
0: going to yeah. lie. No, nah, it's the exact same. Just not called FIFA. They have like the um, rights to like all the teams and players and stuff. So it's all. It's all like proper and stuff. It's just not called FIFA. What about, what about
1: like if you're doing like My Career or like game modes
0: where you want to do the World Cup? Is it called the FC World Cup? Um, I don't know. Like in, in career mode, I think they'll, they'll probably still call it, the, they'll probably just call it the World Cup. They won't put the FIFA title on it, probably. Right. I think that's the only game mode like My Career that you can actually still go to the World Cup in. In a non World Cup year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the sort of money FIFA asked for it because you know how much EA make. Like,
1: yeah.
0: It must have been a criminal amount of money. We all know FIFA love to uh, extort people. So, yeah, that would have been a lot of
1: coin. Cool,
0: don't need to deep dive into that. Don't want a fucking legal issue. <laughs> anyway, should we? Um, they're cert- certified, not certified. You on that this week?
1: I am. Um, yeah, a little little disappointing, obviously not having more opinions on this, but obviously we have our listeners. Um, so I'll kick us off. The first one, um, yelling rebounds just after someone shoots a basket to show
0: that you don't respect their shot. Certified or not certified? <laughs> oh, man, certified, 100%. I mean, ch- ch- shout-out rebound every time somebody puts up a shot, regardless of how good they are at shooting. I think me and um, me and Logan had this conversation last week on Wednesday at social, and it was, is it disrespectful to say box out after the second free throw? Or is it like encouraging your teammates, you know? And I was like to him, I was like, well, you you still like you want your teammates to be fully aware of what's happening, so a box out, cool. Obviously helps with that. But mm-hmm. then it also, like, it's a little, like, just a the way, jab in the stomach for the shooter as well. It's like, ah oh, fuck, he doesn't respect me. So it goes both ways.
1: Yeah. Whereas a, re-
0: whereas a rebound after a shot goes up, it's like, ah oh, fuck, they don't think I'm making it. It's like the opposite of somebody saying shooter. Yeah, I feel like as, if you're,
1: like, going out to contest on it and you, yeah, you shout, like, pretty much as soon as you let it go, it's like, rebounds, I just feel like, yeah, it's just blatant disrespect.
0: <laughs> it's tough. He's not here for that one. He would have. He would have chimed in on that massively. Because I know he's not a shooter, so he probably gets that a lot. He's hearing it all the time, eh? Yeah, um, I
1: imagine. Next one. Talking uh, talking politics, when really you only know, like, three policies and what someone else has told you that the party does. Certified or not certified?
0: Um, Not certified at all. That's classic me, though, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's me I know, I know like one thing from one party, one thing from another, and it's just like, yeah, that's 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 um what I believe in. But no, nah, because hearing it from other people, yeah, if you're getting it from somebody else, it might not even be correct. but like, that's the yeah. worst part. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of talking politics in general. You know, it can get a bit heated. A lot of people like to have an opinion on it. You know, it's like it's going to change the world. And honestly, I don't know how much it actually affects our lives. I mean, from like on the day to day. Obviously having a fucking one that's, that's I mean, you could just go too deep into it. <laughs> yeah. But um Yeah. Yeah, just nah. don't get heated. Yeah. Definitely not certified. Don't get heated if you don't if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: I feel like there is you kind of get to the stage and people start to try to be a bit strong opinionated about it. Um I mean I've definitely been guilty in the past of talking about it and really I've only known, like, a few things.
0: Yeah, you can get a bit into it, like, you've had a few to drink close to uh, the election date and all of yeah. a sudden you want to start throwing your opinion out there. But, yeah, <clears throat> All in good good course, you know. When is um, the election? Is it coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only, like, a month away. Oh, yeah. I
0: actually heard oh. they were doing debates on the radio. Don't have time. Oh, yeah, see, I, yeah, I haven't even heard about that, so... There we go. I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna throw your opinion around, you probably should be watching that. But um yeah. personally I won't be. Yeah,
1: I personally won't be yeah.
0: We all know it will probably
1: just be national because I think there's something around the world where like it's like a crazy high number of people or well, crazy high number of parties that were in during COVID and now not in. Like, yeah. You know, the government's gonna be blamed, like it doesn't matter what government it was, like nobody was gonna do it, right?
0: No. And it's, they've had their two-year cycle. It's generally how it works in New Zealand. Yeah, two everyone gets them, Two cycles well, in nah, there.
1: This has been more than that, I think. Hey? This has been more than two.
0: Nah, because Jacinda got voted in, and then she just left. So she did her full, or she would have done her full two cycles if she'd stayed the whole time. So she it was only for feels...
1: seven years?
0: Well, how long? I don't even know. Are we four or three years? It's been at least six. So.
1: I thought we were four. Was are we three in America's
0: four? Yes, I mean there we go. I don't I think, even know how long the fucking yeah, things are. This just, this just sums up. the certified not certified <laughs> question. <rather than> it. <laughs>
1: um, next one. Saying to someone, um, point like pointing someone out, saying your mate when it's someone the person clearly doesn't like, certified or not certified.
0: Um, it's oh, <laughs> You know the ones I, you'll, I, you'll see I, someone I,
1: outside. You are like, oh, it's your yeah. man.
0: I get what you mean. we like, as a collective, your group doesn't really like the, but you want to like put it on like one person. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. your guy. Yeah, that's there. Yeah, that's a classic social basketball move as well. Yeah, definitely. Sitting yeah. with the team, some guy your whole team hates walks in. You be like, oh man, your guy. Yeah, your <laughs> man. Just because you like you sort of threw an elbow like last week, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you are all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah it's button. like
1: it's like it's like that um that old bro that plays for checkers and then plays for Sonics that like we always say it's your mate to Aaron.
0: But, no. like Aaron. all, all <laughs> of us don't like him. Like, that's that's Aaron. case important what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's Aaron's mate though, because they got into it like more than once. So yeah, your I mean, mate, he's, yeah. Bit, bit, bit yeah case in point right there,
1: eh? Yeah. Um I'm definitely certified on that one as well. I love a good yeah. your mate. Um <laughs> Next one. Uh especially great for this time of year. You know, it's coming up into the prime season for it. Um afternoon afternoon summer beers are like a pub or you know
0: bar or something. Well, I mean, you've got to be certified on that. Even though I'm not a, like, I don't get out and do it a lot. You know what would be great is well, when we were playing over in Australia every week the was that is not me specifically um when the WAs were playing like during COVID we'd always play on like a Sunday afternoon it was like Mm. a four o'clock game like perfect time to get down to the avtav but the only issue was that the league is during winter so it's like oh like you can have a few beers but it's probably like two degrees outside and probably like raining so it's yeah whereas like here like, obviously, that's so good to do during summer, but we don't really have, like, the sport here, unless it's cricket on, to go and, like, do that. Yeah. Which is, that's the downside to it. But, yeah, big fan yeah. of it, though. Big fan of a summer beer. but of yeah. afternoon. Yeah, just, like, a real, like, uh,
1: not 2 o'clock, but, like, not 3 o'clock, just in that creeping, you know, ten, 10 to 3 kind of vibe, just hitting down, like, the good home, for example, here at Wigram yeah like, perfect spot in summer like the sun beams everywhere like sitting outside with a nice like we hazy you know yeah um i just feel like yeah i walking. yeah um i feel like i've uh just always have real good vibes when i will have like a wee summer beer like that it's just i don't know i feel like everyone's in just good spirits it's it's warm the sun's beaming yeah
0: yeah it is you a know. spirit right it's hard yeah it's hard
1: to it's not, not be happy right. during that day eh? especially especially just real random ones like if you get like a, a text or a message at like 10 a.m. on the Saturday sounds mm-hmm. like oh don't I get a, don't I get a beer in a couple of hours like i feel like those
0: ones are always yeah. the the spontaneous beer yeah the spirits the spirits always high the money's always high it's a spontaneous beer up there with the shower beer you know shower beer <laughs> personally not a massive fan of the shower beer but no i does, mean it does work magic compared to
1: a regular beer it just gives me like real throwback to when i was my uni days and i'd get home from work and try to play catch up and would have smooth ice (laughs) in the shower just uh, like panning pounding back with one of those cans and just getting a shit ton of water in your mouth at the same time it was just not a good mix (laughs) um Um, classic move though yeah I yeah I feel like one thing I really want to, like, really get into, and I'm hoping next year if we, if we have my own place, because I've got a barbecue set at my dad's. I really just want to have, like, Saturday Arvo, just have a barbecue, get some mates around, a couple of space summits flowing, you know? Yeah.
0: That'd be so good. Life nice. of good. And the only um, thing is that we have friends that could do that, but they live in fucking Kaipoi. Yeah, shit destinations there. For the non Christchurch listeners, that's about uh, 30 minutes away from us by car, me and Tom. But like 30, 30 minutes motorway, though. So it's like still good. Yeah, distance. 30 minutes motorway. Yeah. And then somebody has to drive as well.
1: Yeah. And then I feel like that, and see, that takes, I feel like that takes away some of the spontaneous enjoyment energy.
0: Yeah. It has to be a plan if you're going that far. Yeah. Like if it was me or you, for example, you know, we live like two minutes away, you could be like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm gonna fire up the Barbie, wanna come around in thirty minutes. Yeah. Be like, sure, be there in two, you know. And it's got yeah, it's got the energy behind it.
1: But then yeah, you go on to, out to Kaipo, it's yeah, it's a bit different, eh?
0: Not to hate on any of those people that live out no. there, not that they'll listen to this, but
1: No, exactly. Um <laughs> Yeah. Last one. Um quoting Media. So, for example, quoting TikToks, quoting vines, quoting movies, quoting TV shows—just quoting things in your everyday life. Certified or not certified?
0: Honestly, I kind of feel like it's uncertified. But oh, uncertified. I do it all the time. Everybody does it is the issue. Like, yeah, I do it all the t- all the time. Ah, okay. Let me, let me. Can I break it down into like? like when people quote like cringy stuff like when people do like that oh yeah like that shit like all the time oh, like, yeah. that's now, like, like, like no stop yeah. that but that's yeah. like in terms of like your question i guess that's the same as me copying um i don't even know what i'm saying at the moment you know you go through phases of saying stuff i don't know what my thing is at the moment though
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm certified i love especially love like real old school vines like yeah. One I love to always bring up is like um, that little Asian girl that said, "Like, look at all those chickens." Like <laughs> I love just referencing those type of vines. Um,
0: just like randomly saying it in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, just out of the blue, just saying it. Um,
0: yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm all,
1: I'm all for it. I just good, good, good,
0: good memories, good banter. I guess on that sort of line, like I do just randomly um, sing like up the wires a lot, you know, like nu, 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 nu. up the wires, up the wires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. There you go. I goes. just do that there a goes. lot. Just like, just like in random, like I was just cooking dinner like earlier and I was just, you know, broke out into that. And Laura sort of like looked at me, she's like, what the fuck did you just do? I was like, well, you know, <laughs> just singing up the wires, I yeah. eh? It's
1: all good. Yes, yeah, but a bit of spontaneousness, you know? Yeah. Nah, all for it.
0: I'm, yeah, um. Yeah, I'm fifty-fifty. I guess uh, as a whole, I, I'm going to have to go not certified. But if people only did like non-cringy stuff, I guess you could say what I just did was pretty cringy. But yeah, <laughs> each <laughs> to their own. Yeah.
1: Uh. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh wrapped me up for certified and not certified today.
0: Massive. Chuck that up on the Instagram. See what people are, are saying about that. Yeah, just got an email. Oh dear. Need to have those closed. Um, all right. So we, I guess, we'll um, before we jump into the WAS Awards, just recap the weekend uh, that was for the NRL. Um, obviously, from a I guess a neutral point of view, the games were both pretty one sided. Mm. Uh but I would in in my opinion, I don't know, maybe yours as well, I'd say the Warriors Broncos game was actually a lot closer than the Storm Panthers game. Would you agree? Yeah, I feel like
1: <coughs> I didn't leave like what was the final score? Like, what was it? 40
0: 42 to wow. 12.
1: Yeah, like it didn't really feel
0: seven like, seven tries to um three. Look at it that way.
1: It didn't really feel like a kind of I don't know. Yeah. When I was watching the Storm Panthers, like after like four after they go out, there was that penalty at the start and I I message the group chat about it. Mm. Uh the center, who's not Justin Olin, the other one, got called for holding someone down and it was fucking such a shit call. And like Storm had the pants on the ropes a bit. They get that penalty, mm. kick it down, score a trial, and, like, game over. Six yeah. minutes in the game. Whereas I was still fairly confident about us going to half time. Um, obviously, the score was much closer. But I don't know. I still, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just the Panthers, they're just they a different unit. Like the Storm never didn't really looked close to scoring or didn't really look close to doing anything. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. You have to, like, I mean, I'll probably talk about it at the end and sort of like a preview. But um, you really have to win the medal against the the Panthers right off the rip as well. Like yeah. you just can't can't let them get any sort of step over you up the middle or else they'll just run with it. Um and honestly the storm don't have the middle to compete with them or or the Broncos or personally I think us. I mean <clears throat> looking back on our game we should have won. I mean that was when the whole the refs are against us debacle started because that was an absolute shit show that game from the referees but when we yeah, played the we, Storm. Yeah, when we played the yeah, Storm. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Back in, whatever, round six or seven, Anzac Day, yeah. or whenever that was. Um That was, yeah. Yeah, they, I don't think they have the middle to hang with either of those three teams. If it didn't matter who they played, in my opinion, I think they would have got got beaten. But yeah, they just, once you let the, as you say, the momentum swings like that and the Panthers get up, um that quick, it's like shit. What What are you doing?
1: Yeah. Um, and especially the like with the form cleary has been in, like they just they're a fucking go like they're just a, such an uh, powerhouse man. Like <laughs> well, Leota and Fisher Harris, like they're just fucking insane together. eh? yeah, but, I like
0: this week. It's um the player comparisons start coming out, and there's been a lot of Pain House versus um james fisher harris debate i don't know like somehow on my twitter i've been getting on the feet for you page i've been getting a lot of um broncos fans i don't like i don't know how that's become relevant to me but um yeah a lot of them like been like oh fuck, like you're brain dead if you think these guys are even close i'm like mate like fisher harris is if if he's not better than afb then he's number three in terms of props in the nRL like just because they have you know um painhouse has these numbers that like jump off the paper at you you know like 190 meters a yeah. game
1: he, he yeah. doesn't
0: miss tackles um you know he has a lot of offloads like James Fisher Harris does the fucking hard yards though he's the one that's going balls to the wall taking on both props and a 13 at the same time like painhouse does his own like he's a brilliant player but he, he's not the same sort of workhorse like he he shows more footwork tries to run at smaller guys I mean, but why wouldn't you use them in that way? Whereas Fisher Harris, like I said, just does all the hard yards. Um, Yeah, yeah, I just don't think they're comparable. And the same, like Leota does the exact same as Fisher Harris. It's just like a just like tandem. You go, then I go. We're just going to take fifteen meters each and absolutely wear down their middle three. I
1: mean, yeah, I agree with you, Fisher Harris, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent, easily the third best prop like especially watching that storm game. I know there was a bit at the start when the storm kind of had them on the ropes a little bit, there was a bit of biff between um, Big Nas and Leota. Yeah. And like they keep going each, each other and Leota keep going as well. And you just see like Big Nas like getting fucking exhausted
0: mm.
1: and uh, like, yeah, they'll go on each other. And then in the meantime, you got Fisher Harris having like massive carries out of there. I think it might have been after they scored, they got pinned down, and then Fisher Harris had like, I think, you know, Leota carried off the back fence off the kick. Yeah. And he had like a real hard carry up against Big Nass. Big Nass. And then I think it was Fisher Harris next, and he had like a, you know, you're, you're on the try line, you don't go very far. Fisher Harris went like an extra like 10 meters, and then they just back up with another mess. I think it was uh, Yo had another massive carry. And off like yeah. three carries, they've already got like 40 meters. Like, who else does that from their own try line?
0: No, I think a real underrated thing to their game as well as those two, Leota and Fisher Harris, they they play the ball speed is like really quick. fucking quick, fucking yeah. quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, I don't like just takes me back. Like I don't like that debate. Like half obviously Haas is the best prop in the game. There's no like real two ways about it. But I'm just saying like don't sort of drag Fisher Harris <laughs> through the mud because his stats don't jump out at you like. Um, i think willie like willie mason was talking about it on his podcast he's like you know there's these props that play big minutes um occasionally not guys like every game but they'll get the the first carry off the kickoff no usually you'll get 15 maybe 20 meters off that so there's these guys that are doing that four times a game getting 80 meters and then you know they'll hit 220 for a game because they've played like 70 minutes you know it's not the same like that's like realistically that's only about 140 like Hard meters, so yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if that's yeah. relevant
0: to that argument, but <laughs> <if> Fisher, <laughs> Fisher Harris doesn't take kickoffs, like, it always goes to like the Arter or Spencer, yeah, and yeah, those are the, those are the guys up there, you know. So Fisher Harris is normally having play.
1: that first carry after, yeah, which is normally yeah. to your point the hard ones.
0: That is the harder carry, yeah. The defensive line set up, that's normally as well. Yeah, least tied, they're going to be in the set. So, yeah, if you can get anything over 10 meters on, you know, that first tackle off a kickoff, then uh, you've done a good job.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think also, yeah, it's like a, I don't know where this goes more to the preview, but to, to a neutral fan as well, like, I think this is probably the finals matchup you wanted, you know, two absolute
0: powerhouses. Yeah, um, I'm just saying. Maybe we just do the preview now because a lot of the stuff has probably been um, pretty relevant to it anyway. <laughs>
1: um, do you, do we want to talk about the Warriors game at all? Or?
0: Yeah, we can. Yeah, I just right, yeah, let's jump into that and then we'll go back to back to pandas Broncos. You know? Yeah. Did you take like notes or anything for it? Nah, it's all. There was a lot of standing up during the game. Um, a lot of talking to the TV, so not much time to be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, um, I was
1: uh, at a mate's house having a few few coke and raspberries, but I still managed to take a few notes from the game. Um, just, I've got a wee note here saying the era Bros came to play Ford and Pompey. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the stats in front of me, but yeah, Coliver is there. Um, I've got Pompey's name in here a lot. I think this was by far his worst game of the year. Uh, yeah. He's back to his old self. Like He just, is wise he was fucking awful. Decision-making was awful. Uh, and the the offloads, like, fuck me, the offloads just killed us.
0: Yeah, massively. Think, that first half-changed when they started freeing the arm and the tackle. But that was because yeah. we got tired. Like we were. they outplayed too- us in the middle.
1: Like, big time.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, they were getting big meters. Like Billy Walters was getting quick ball. We got, oh, tired. We got two to three. Oh, how about Billy Walters turning into prime Cam Smith? I don't want to harp on oh. about all the bad things, you know, because we're super proud of the boys and what they did. But oh, yeah, but... My, god, my god, why has Billy Walters got to turn into prime Cam Smith in this game of all games? Like, why couldn't it have been against the Dragons, you know, in the middle of the season? Yeah, um. Yeah, I
1: mean, I've also got a win note saying um, to Mighty Martin, he was playing, question mark. Uh, Fair enough. I've also... Yeah, we weren't robbed, but fuck me, the refing was poor. Fucking poor. Yeah.
0: Two four-pass tries. Just... Uh, the first one, know. like, it is what it is. Like, that gets missed a lot. Um, second one, like, I mean, everybody's been blowing up all week about it. A weekend or week so far um even on like you know the biggest stages of
1: nrl media
0: so it's not like there's much more we can add to it like just how do you how do you miss it i know people were saying like oh like warriors were in it at that stage like we were hanging in there by the red we were added they were running through the motions the only way we would have had any chance is if we were to score next had to be pretty quick after or had to be pretty like soon at that time because what was that it was about the 53rd minute or something when that happened mm-hmm. um yeah we had sort of tidied up in the tackle taken away their offloads um and we was i was say we weren't dominating territory we would we were definitely um up in territory sort of that first 13 minutes of the second half and then yeah just like we got worked on the outside I mean, they still made a massive break. Obviously, that pass went a mile forward and got missed, but that wasn't where the game was won or lost. So,
1: No, but I think also those type of things can really, like, you know, we're knackered, we're fighting our way back, we're winning this, and then that kind of happens. I reckon that just really switches your gear off. Like, Yeah, definitely. From there, I feel like you're not going to have, like, a miracle comeback like we did against the Sharks, for example. Um, Nothing like that's ever going to happen
0: uh no nah, because that situation was more like drag yourself out of the mud like you weren't that was just like we're getting fucking rolled here we can turn this around whereas that was like you know we had been putting absolutely everything in for 13 minutes and then to have that happen it's just like because then we had to get 18 points just to tie
1: yeah
0: and, you know it's yeah it's what? just yeah you wonder the way the way they look at it on the field, I know they're they're professionals and they're not not going to be like, oh yeah, we were that was it for us. But yeah, I mean, from watching, you could tell that was sort of like, yeah, that's it.
1: I was quite yeah, I was pretty disappointed in like AFB for example. Like, what what do you think we could have like you know, we're, you're saying like we're, we're tired and stuff, and like we, we got really outworked in the middle. Like, what could have, what changes can be made? For like for example for this game or going next year that can help push us over the edge
0: Um, I mean yeah you got to break it down like that slingshot action obviously they get into that by dominating the middle and getting quick ball I think it's, it's hard like you have to find a way to slow the ruck down legally which they were doing and we weren't getting the opportunity to do but and we're never, they, I feel like we're
1: never really going to be able to get the opportunity to do that.
0: No, we we were really good with it at the start of the year. I think it's, like, we've gotten pinged for it a lot more lately. But it still comes back to, like, the wrestling techniques and the tackle, like, just, yeah. I don't know. I think their forward pack just came to play is there's not a lot you can say like on paper, you'd be like, Oh, we could do this. It's just ultimately like, I think our boards had to be better than theirs and they weren't on the day. And then that's how it sort of, um, it's sort of rolled into their back line. And then, then being able to get into that, like slingshot shape that just absolutely killed us. I mean, it kills everybody. So it's not like you can sit there and be like, Oh, we can't defend that. But I mean, nobody can. So yeah. Yeah. How, how do you say it? Is there anything anything specific that you think we could have done different? Um, I mean, not really either. Like it's kind of exactly what you're saying.
1: Just it's not like our, we don't need our forwards to have a blinder. Like it's not like we need them to play out of their shell. Like I feel like AFB had a real quiet game and just I feel like we need it when you start hot, stopping the offloads will also get our forwards less tired because like, obviously they're going to yeah. run to score a bit more. Yeah. Um, we really need, like, we really need, like, a real big, like, we need Jazz to be like he was right at the start of the year, like a, a Ford to come off the bench. Because, I mean, Walker's obviously excellent, being excellent form, but he's not mm-hmm. going to get you over, like, the game line. That's not his kind of game. So we yeah, really need someone he's like, not like a, he's,
0: not a, he's not a crusher on defense either. He's not making a, a stopper sort of
1: tackle, is he? Like, if we had a weapon like... Obviously, you want Barnett to start, but if you had someone like Barnett to come off the bench where it's getting a bit tired, that's something that's going to put some more force on this on defense, I think that would kind of help us as well. Um, and obviously, we don't have the most athletic outside... Like We don't have the most athletic centers, so when we are on the back foot... like I mean, like you said, no one stops at slingshot play, but since our centers are quite slow... I feel like, yeah, it's going to be hard for us to recover, especially when the teams go out the back and they're against the Panthers as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think um, I agree with you on, like, the forward aspect. I think we are, like, we're a prop short, not necessarily, like, a, a better prop short, I should say. Somebody with maybe more just, like, workhorse attitude. Like, yeah, if you could move Barnett to the bench and have somebody else as a starter it's sort of like a tear up from like a Bunty or a Tomala. Yeah. That would, that would make a massive difference. Um, yeah. I was going to say something else, but I completely forgot it now. It's a bit dusty. Um, yeah. I think that, well, the Broncos is sort of like, they don't have that third prop either. Nah, no,
1: that's what I was thinking is
0: most teams don't. Outside of so, like the Panthers obviously do with, like, Lenu. Um Also, oh, the Panthers, just like, Lindsey Smith as well has been massive for them this year. Let's I mean, say, um, reviewing the Warriors, I guess, one thing that, um, just based on that point, has been disappointing this season is Tom Arley hasn't kicked on. Like, he really did that last sort of month of last season, but I feel yeah. like he sort of regressed this year. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, I mean the I same mean as Bunty almost, but I don't know if Bunty was more like a fictional sort of hero. It was like, God, like look at him Yes, yeah. We didn't really have much to cheer for at the time. It was like, oh, he's awesome.
1: I think, yeah, no, Bunty, I don't yeah, I don't really think he regresses to your point. I think he was more just like his carries off the back fence, you know, still had that there, but it's just the rest of his game's never quite been there. Like defensively, he's not the best and hmm. Obviously, you can tell the way his minutes have been played, even last year when we sucked. He's obviously not one of the fittest guys on the pitch, so that doesn't help. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the team shapes out to be next year, you know, with the likes of RTS and um, Chanel Harris DeVita coming back. It'll make everything quite different. I think you can yeah, probably clearly say to that Tamari Martin won't be a first grade player going forward either.
0: Yeah, I think maybe. Well, we'll see after another preseason if he can get back to that um that form he was not Because I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have taken him out of your side unless other than the injury that happened to him. Um, based on those first eight weeks or whatever it was before he got injured, but yeah, I'd say Luke Metcalf's form was definitely better than Tomato's um, And at the, end of the
1: just pure X factor, you know.
0: Yeah, he does have X-Factor. That's the thing. And it's just about building trust out there as well if they do want to move forward with him. It yeah. could be a completely different edge out there next year anyway. like Obviously, it's going to be similar players. Um, we're just unsure how it's going to line up. Based um, on yeah. Who is there? I um, would love to
1: have... Um, Webby. I'd just love to hear him... I mean, he's never going to do it. It never happens in sports. But I'd love for him to be like, oh, this is my... Like when I when I heard about our signings, this is how I imagined our team looking. I'd love to just know what he thought,
0: because obviously about like next training. Yeah, next year.
1: Yeah. So, like, what does he? Where does he think RTS? Who's he going to replace? Who, who? What's? Um, where's Chanel going to go? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, Chanel an interesting one. Obviously, RTS will come into the thirteen somewhere, most likely a winger or center. It's definitely not going to fullback. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's already said like, yeah, center, but um, well, he didn't actually say center. He just didn't. He said he wouldn't be
1: full. Well, I think RTS in an interview said that he'll be playing center. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wing could be playing wing because obviously Montoya, like, you know, it's been a good. But like, we love Montoya, but you know, he's not the best. And...
0: Well, he could always move to center as well. Montoya, the good, the, yeah. The good thing is yeah. though, there's options. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I've seen a lot of people just really clear-cut, like, oh, yeah, Chanel's going to come and start a six.
0: Yeah, no. Nah. A lot of people have been saying he's just in the squad. I'm unsure he'll make 17, to be fair. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I, and if he does, it'll being, be of, like, a, a utility shape.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, he, yeah, sort of that Dylan Walker role, like, I don't know the size of him, like compared to other 13s, but I feel like honestly, that could be his position if he was big enough. But yeah, I'm not sure. Cause he's always been a good defender. Yeah. Which is, you know, something a one and a half, but I don't think he has the playmaking or the kicking ability to be a, a half. That's why I always yeah. thought maybe, maybe a better, better center. But yeah, then I did hear some people say, um, yeah, he could play lock. I don't know if he's big enough. We'll see. I'm sure yeah. Webby will figure it out. He does like to go pretty um sort of utility heavy on the bench, so we could see him. Yeah, that's true. Can you play 7? I can't remember if he ever used to play 7 or not. Uh, yeah, he's had a few games at 7. Because that's probably been our biggest issue this year is replacing SJ. Yeah, in those games, well, I think to, I guess, Volkman will still be around as well, hopefully. Yeah, I just wish he would take his confidence from New South Wales Cup over to the, the big leagues, eh? But just, just too small. It
1: yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've I remember there was talks of that, like, and I think even Metcalf talked about it that he was learning from Sean Johnson, would love to kind of move into a seven-role, yeah. Um obviously he's got a lot to learn to be able
0: to be a seven but yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see him at seven. I see him as more of a six, but I guess if you were playing seven, you'd completely change your play style anyway so yeah if he's if he's willing to learn put in the put in the mahi I'm sure he could don't know what his kicking game is like he's put in a few good
1: like um Close quarters, attacking bombs before.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's probably got the makings of it. I mean, SJ's going to be a better, uh, uh as good of a mentor as anybody, I guess. Mm, definitely. How about um, just one last review? How about the? do you see the Daliem nominations? Yeah, I did. But it was all over the board. You reckon? I uh, did you see uh, the, you NR- oh, I don't know if it's the NRL or one of the, the NRL sort of um spinoff pages on Instagram, put up sort of a fan vote who, who they, who people reckon will get in. And I saw all the wires on there were uh, voted in. So it's like Dallin, AFB, Tohu, Egan, SJ. That might be it. I think that was it. Yeah, that's a and we of course so five players and a coach. Yeah, out of
1: 13,
0: out of fourteen people, <laughs> that
1: would be yeah. I mean, it is yeah, it is pretty exceptional.
0: Um, and I it's think... been good. To... You go. No, sorry. Um, I think that we're a pretty good shout to get at least four. Tohu is the only one I think won't won't get it. To be fair, yeah, but
1: this, that's what I was going to say. It's been a bit of buzz. Um lately about Tohu and just his uh his work rate. I remember I said I might have been on last week's pod, I said about how to me like Tohu's been our player of or was it just the game that I backed it up by saying I think he's been our player of the year. And who was it on the NRL 360 that was saying that? I
0: think it was Gus The said he had been the best player in the yeah. NRL this year. It was Gus Not Not yeah, The Warriors. Was... I think he said in the NRL <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think he did because he talked about like his captaincy and his leadership, and there was all this kind of stuff that I was like mentioning, and I just
0: yeah. So I mean I'd
1: yeah. like to see Joe on there.
0: Yeah, I think there yeah, just the fact is based on Dali endpoints. points. I know Isaiah Yo know, gets a shit ton of points. And he yeah he was outstanding as well in the back half of the season after Origin when he copped all that criticism. He um you know he took that on board and and you know he sort of changed the way he played a little i mean he dominated just like tohu i think those two would have got a lot of points i saw patty Carrigan was third up there but don't know how many points are left on the board for him to be getting after walsh reynolds and haas get them all yeah exactly i think it'll be yo though because he's he you know the panthers points generally go to him and clary whereas Tohu's also competing with like cnk SJA, and afb yeah. And Dallin yeah. as well. Obviously, Dallin got a few to be up there. Yeah, I mean, he definitely be up there. don't think it takes many for a winger to get in team of the year, though. I think it's only about 12, 13 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yes, I mean, that pretty much wraps us up uh, for the Waz. I mean, we touched on it. We probably just quickly preview next week but I mean who do you who are you picking
0: um I, I just can't go past the panthers yeah I think it'll be like a we I want to say 16 16 or oh, six I think it'll be low scoring so yeah I say 16, six. yeah 16 six maybe 14 six even sort of like Panthers up 12 nil. Um, to about the sixty-fifth minute and then the Broncos score to make it a one one try game or one possession game and then Panthers just get clinical, come down, get a penalty out in front or something, put it put it out by eight with seven minutes to go. Yeah,
1: I mean I think before the final started, I talked about that I was back in the Broncos, beat the Panthers, but just like the Panthers defense. It's always been really good, but they've stepped up so much in the finals. Like, their defense is fucking insane. Like, insane. Everyone's on a fucking string. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking about, though. Like, how do the Broncos beat them? Obviously, this you have to get to the slingshot, but you can't just go out there and start doing it because you have to create some sort of doubt in one of these half or center. Um, in one of their minds, to make them cheat on defense to create those overlaps, because if you just go out there and do it, those guys just trust each other way too much to even yeah. create holes. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's going back to what I was saying about Haas versus Fisher Harris. He has Haas has to do it up the middle. He, yeah, he can't he can't do his usual thing. Um, trying to find the smaller guy He has to win it up the middle has mm. to you know, drag those defenders in, which is going to create uh, some sort of confusion on the outside. I also think they might have to run a little bit of different shape at them because obviously Cleary will have them, you know, real, real well trained to defend against the slingshot. So mm. that's why I think they should even chuck something different at them, especially like in the first sort of 25, and then see if you can um, work the slingshot sort of shape into it. That'd be if I was coaching the league, you know, but I don't. So (laughs) I think also
1: it's the type of game where Walsh really needs to be error free. And the year he's had, like he's leaps and bounds, he's obviously one of the clear cut best fullbacks in the game, but he's still very error prone. And in a grand final, those kind of small errors that are normally made up for because they just put so many points on people, his real small errors will come into play. So, yeah, I think, like you said, Haas, but yeah, my two keys for them would be Haas and Walsh just need to, like you said, Haas up the middle and Walsh needs to be error free and let his X factor shine.
0: Yeah, massively. Uh, should be a good game, though. I hope yeah. it is. Yeah. I'd like it to be high scoring, but I don't think it will be. Yeah. No, it'll be to it. good to see them just like throw haymakers at each other. Eh? But Yeah. Yeah. Not sure it'll go that way. Yeah. Grand finals normally yeah. aren't that kind of oh, vibe. So We'll find out. What are you going to find a pub in um, Rarotonga to watch it?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's all one thing we have to figure out. I think we have Wi-Fi or a combination, so I can always just chuck it on my phone. Oh, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see what it ends up being.
0: Yeah, there might be a big league uh, league fan base out in Rara. You never know. Might find somewhere. Yeah, the local down there, mate. <laughs> All right. That wraps us up for, uh, I guess, the NRL season. Well, not the season, yep. but we have one more game to cover off next podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll jump into our WAS Awards night. Sadly, our host ecker couldn't make it um but what me and you have done is we've gone through created a few awards um you know a few silly ones a few serious ones we'll, we'll run through them run through the players give our opinions um won't spend too long on each one and then as I said in the uh, at the start we'll chuck it to the people on the instagram and find out what they think and who takes home the trophies. Yeah, uh, sound good. Perfect. I think. Jump me to, rip into them. Yeah, way go. All right. I won't start off with player of the year or the certified Bucket boys players player of the year. So they're at the top, but we'll go. We'll, we'll start here. This is probably fitting for what we've been talking about so far, but it's the <laughs> Adam Pompey Memorial Award. Uh, for the biggest spray through the TV. So that's sort of the player you've either, uh, from like a specific moment, you've given a massive spray through the TV or somebody you find yourself just coming to each week uh, and continuously spraying. So we've got three nominees uh, for this category, and that's Rocco Berry, uh, Marcelo Montoya, and Adam Pompey himself up for his own award. Mm -hmm. Um, Cheeky wee entry there. Who... Who was your favorite to win it out of those
1: three? Um, I reckon another one that could have been good to have added would have been old um, Ford. But I have – I reckon Montoya. It's tough because I found myself getting mad at Montoya a lot this year. But I feel like the biggest spray I would have given
0: would have probably been to Rocco Berry. So maybe that gives you my
1: answer. Rocco Berry would be the favorite to win it.
0: Yeah, I um, I'm I'm Montoya favorite for this. He I have sort of started just yelling, put a name on it every time a kick goes up, um, and that's just entirely because he refuses to put a name on it every yeah. time he's bombed. Um, so he's mine just for just for the consistent sprays. That's that's it. There was no um. No massive spray at Montoya all oh, year. It's just been a consistent one. Pompey's yeah. been pretty quiet, pretty quiet for me. You sort of get on him for everything he does wrong, so he's always getting a spray. Yeah, um, and Barry, Barry as well. Um, I think I'm a bit more lenient on him than than you and maybe a few others, but yeah, Montoya would be my my favorite there. But we'll see. See how the public vote. Yeah. Um. Oh, another classic here. Uh we'll go best best signing from the offseason. So a few excellent options to choose from. Um obviously a few few names in general, but we we'll have gone C and K, um, Dylan Walker and Mitch Barnett as the three finalists. Jackson Ford just missing out again.
1: Yeah, porn Ford there. Um yeah, I mean, fuck great offseason by us. Three guys that could, yeah, easily win it. Uh for me, um, definitely the favorite would have to be Chance. He's just he's just Mr. Reliable. He's so fucking solid at the back. Um mm. and shown shown by Webby saying that he is our fullback going forward even with the signing of RTS. Yep. Yeah.
0: I tend to agree with C K there. I think Barnett may be um hard done by, hard done by by his injuries. If he had played yep. a full season, I think he would definitely be um, in the mix for that winning that award. I mean, he could be anyway, but he's I think he finished the season so strong, especially that game against the Knights. That was his best game of the fuck year yeah. for me. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. He, was but so he I can't remember who it was against. It was a couple of weeks before the end of the season. Maybe, maybe the Dragons, he scored in, I think, um, Blocker was on the call and he said he he could be a, a smoky for origin. I was like, well, right, relax there, but he is playing like <laughs> that good. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, K Walker Barnett, their best signings. Um, most improved, uh, Rocco Berry, Wade Egan, and Dallin Watenizalesniak. Who you got there?
1: Yeah, um, I mean. It's it's tough because with this one, D.W.Z. had always been like an elite wing, wasn't great for us last year, and had a few shaky years before he joined. Um, Obviously, Egan's always been kind of up there as one of the good hookers. Like Barry is the one that really came from nowhere and has become you know a pretty quality starting center. Would probably start for most teams, but Mm. for me, I'd put the favorite as um, Egan because simply he's just moving the conversation as one of the best hookers in the game
0: yeah it's depends on where like in terms of improvement like what do you yeah how do you value it i guess sort of we have this conversation every year with like the nba and their most improved but so egan was a good player beforehand but now he's sort of forced his way into a delhi m hooker of the year conversation yeah um whereas Barry was a you know he was a reserve great guy i know he's young but he has been around for two years now coming into his third this year But now he's a first-string centre, you know. He's a fit this year has been, you know, inked on the team sheet each week. Um, Could be next year as well. Obviously, we've talked about there could be a bit more competition. Um, But I'm going to agree with you in terms of Egan as well because I think his improvements probably had the biggest impact on the team. Yeah. Um, But you could could definitely say Barry. Even Dallin Watini's Lesniak, like his improvement has been massive compared to his last few years in the league. Obviously he used to be very good. He was once the Kiwis captain. Um, But yeah, his, his improvement has been massive as well. Um, What else we got here? Oh, this is a, it should be pretty clear cut. Only two nominees here, but the happy feet award for the best late footwork uh, sponsored by happy feet, the movie. (laughs) Um, And that's AFB and SJ. Who you got there?
1: Um, I think originally it was just AFB down as a nomination. I thought I'd chuck somebody else in <laughs> just to make it interesting, but yeah, I mean it's got to be AFB. Like simply that Knights
0: game last week, that try he scored like
1: that just sums up his late footwork.
0: Yeah, I just love the call from the commentators. Oh, late footwork! It's yeah. so good. You know, it's always nah, good seeing a big like, fella move like that. Yeah, originally he was the only nomination, but yeah, SJ did make a move in there just. Uh, create a bit of suspense on the uh, awards night. Um, uh, here we've got the Todd Carney Award, um, and that is for who we think would be uh, the wildest on a night out. A um, few names have slipped in here. So we've got Luke Metcalf, Mitch Barnett, Tom Arlay, and Jazz Tavaga. What are you thinking there?
1: I think it was in one of our group chats. Somebody said about Metcalf would be a pretty wild one, and it kind of made me think that he really could be. Um, Tom Arley, I feel like he gives us a real quiet presence, but he's the type of guy that, you know, he's really going on a three-day bender. Um, <laughs> Mad
0: Monday's think, still going for him.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I reckon the favorite would be, like, Mitch Barnett. I reckon he's somebody that's – he'd just be so unpredictable on a night out, you know.
0: Yeah, he feels like the the betting favorite, um, just based on looks. Yeah. But I like the I like the Metcalf shout. I did, yeah, I remember it in the in the group chat. He does sort of have that like rogue sort of like he could put back like a a slab of fucking diesels real quick and just do something real loose. Yeah. Um sort of gotta maybe shave it like a mohawk or like get like a full back tat. Yeah like that. But then like I feel like um, Mitch Barnett already has a full back tat and has had a mohawk at some point. So it's (laughs) are you really that wild if you're just doing what Mitch Barnett does like every other day? So yeah. Yeah. Betting, betting favorite Barnett there, but I think all, all of them probably, probably pretty, pretty good options. Jazz, maybe in years past, I still reckon he'd be good for it though. Yeah. That's that's what
1: my thinking was.
0: Seen him a bit more on Insta and TikTok. He's a bit of a hunter, bit of a gatherer, sort of family man these days. I don't know. Don't know what a night out on the piss would look like. I think Mad Monday might consist of a six-pack and hunting boars. So it might not be too wild. Um, We've got here the the Manu Memorial Award. Jeez, it's, it's a mouthful. We'll call it the Manu Varuvai Memorial Award. And that's for the worst catch, uh, shakiest under the highball of the year. The English on this is awful. Um, the worst under a yeah. high ball that's that's all it essentially is essentially
1: that's yeah essentially if okay. you're looking at it and you're like who you could base it off voting on what the worst catch has been or just somebody you just constantly like fuck me like every time Manu was under a high ball you were terrified
0: yes yeah, so obviously to um qualify for this category you have to be in the back five yeah because you would still want any of them over Jazz Tavanger um, so yeah. Montoya Berry, and Pompey once again find themselves uh rounding out the top three in nominations for this category um I'll, I'll just go quickly you can you can definitely assume that mine is Montoya based on the fact I do shout put a name on it every time the ball goes near him Are you sort of I on think, the same page here or one of the others
1: yeah yeah I am definitely Montoya really goes off motovaba vibes but I think just I really keep coming back to that fucking catch against I think it was against the Panthers where Rocco Berry just stood there and let it bounce off his face. Like, fuck <laughs> me. That's that's Mano Vadobe written all over it.
0: Yeah, that is. That's actually a good call. Yeah, so it depends on the way you look at the award. Like, that moment specifically could win it or the consistency of Montoya. Montoya does this weird, like, when he's sort of like, it's a like a half sort of attacking bomb and he sort of like comes at the ball and jumps, but he has like his hands up high and not like in a good catching position, more of like a bat away situation. It's like, oh, bro, like, what are you doing? Just take it in the bread basket, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, next one, the Fui Fui Moy Moy Award. Uh, that's best carry off the back fence. Uh, that's CNK. K Bit of a surprise in there, Bunty, Dwz, and Montoya. What I think you if,
1: anyone, um, if anyone, um, remembers back in the glory days of the Parramatta Eels, or Fo Foy, was, um, he was the original Bunty our Just everybody loved him off the back fence. Um, I feel like the reason I chuck these nominations down, our back, backs three in particular, they, they really get through some massive carries out of our own end. Um, you yeah. know, they have a lot of those first two. One, two, and three carries off the back. That's kind of where, like, the hard carries off the fence is kind of where I've put them there. Um, but for me, I think, I reckon the favorite would have to, like, Montoya winds up, but the favorite for me would be DWZ. For a little man, he fucking he gets through some yardage off, like, post contact and gets the perm bouncing and he just <laughs> hits contact and the perm's going everywhere. And
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. He does fucking wind up and go into contact. But I've actually got Montoya here. Um, I yeah, think he's he does. had a few bump offs this year. He had a real yeah, nice he... one in the in the Broncos game. He just he sort of turns beard. the shoulder slightly into contact, yeah. and it's like if you're not in the right spot, you're getting bumped. Yeah. Um. And he he fucking carries hard. Yeah. Both of those. Oh, I mean, all four of those guys carry hard. There's no fear in their runs at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I like Montoya for this one. He he's a bloody hard ball runner. And I think he probably deserves to have his name thrown out here for um you know for some one positive of the positive awards. Yeah. Um all right, what have we got? What else? We've done those. I think um, it's just
1: the favorite moment. The big, the Players, player and player. Yeah.
0: Yeah, favorite moment of the year. Um we've got the SJ victory lap against the Knights. Um and sort of coinciding with that making the prelim final uh, different moments, but Sharks come back uh, early in the season. Uh, Dallin Watini's Lesniak corner try. I assume you're referring to the one with the cameraman. Um. Yeah. I just kind of just more had that as just, just like a general, a just the fact that he just owned that corner, you know, just Dallin Lesniak's 24 tries in the it's, corner. Yeah. yeah. In the corner. Um, and last one I chucked in there was ruining Jared Croker's 300th um if if you guys remember I, I don't think the bandwagons was sort of fully alive and well at that point but we played Canberra at Canberra for Jared Croker's 300th game which is a massive milestone they came out absolutely hissing. I think it was four 0 yeah. after about 25 minutes we barely touched the ball and then the floodgates open for us, and we absolutely put it on them. I was, think that was one of our
1: biggest scores early on, and
0: it was definitely just had, like, a it had a loss written all over it going into the week, just yeah, massively. yeah. Jared Croker is obviously like one of the most loved players around the around the league and in the media. I don't think he's done a bad thing in his life, um, and it was just sort of like poetic. Just us going in there and absolutely ruining the night. Hard.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, my, my favourite for this is uh, Sean Johnson's wee victory lap after he got subbed off against the Knights. Hard, I mean, to, go. hard to go past a, that. Brought a tear to my eye, sir. So.
0: Yeah, I think I said on the podcast last week, I wish I was in that shower he was doing with the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no regrets there. I actually... Yeah, that's probably mine as well. Um, I was going to say ruining Croker's three hundredth, just because how like, you know, if you were, you know, if you were sitting there watching every game every week up until that point, that game was massive. So was hmm. the Sharks comeback. But I feel like a lot happened since then. It was quite early. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the SJ victory lap. That'd be my favorite to take it here. The people's, yeah. the people's moment. I feel like that one is. Yeah. Um, do, you, do we do Player of the Year or the CBB Players Player of the Year? What one do you reckon is bigger?
1: Um, I think we'll go Player of the Year and then we'll do CBB Players Player afterwards because I think Player of the Year will be pretty quick hit.
0: Yeah, all right. So Player of the Year is obviously the big three. Tohu, SJ, AFB. I think C&K we could probably chuck in here as well. Um, I'll add them in there just to give some more options. Mm. and to just, you know, put a bit of respect on his name because he definitely deserves to be in that group. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I've already said it, but I think, you know, Tohu's, Tohu's my guy. It's hard to look past him. Captain Mana. Mine would be SJ. I think Tohu probably had the better entire season, but I think SJ had the biggest impact so yeah. Like I said with Egan, I think SJ did have the biggest impact on, on our season. So I'll go with SJ. Plus, you know, it seems to be a shoe one to win the Dali M. So yeah. anyone the actual Warriors Award for it. <laughs> Maybe we should go something different. Um and then, yeah, last one, certified bucket boys players player of the year. Uh because we're out there each week with them doing the Mahi, uh, we sort of see it all. Um, so there's four guys up for this award. That's Adam Pompey. Well done to him. Uh, Jackson Ford, Mitch Barnett, and Dallin Watini's lesniak.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a fucking this is this is a tough award, this one, isn't it? I all think four um, deserve. all four definitely deserve it. I would love to see all four win. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to go just yeah, I'm gonna have to like ignoring last week's game last week and just been, I'm going to have to go with my boy Pompey here. I was saying his turnaround
0: has been exceptional. It has been. Last, yeah. Last, last year. I mean, the, that first award is named after him for a reason. He was getting sprayed every week. Um, this year has yeah. been way more positive. I think he played every game in the end, possibly every yep. minute. Yeah. Um, took over the kicking duties off the tee. Um, and restarting after um tries and half time and whatnot um you know one thing he did yeah he's uh, he's quite good off the the half the halfway tee kick last year we kicked it dead so often or oh, out. Gosh. god drive you insane this year he he gets it nicely parked into the corner um yeah. so full full credit to him then and i think he yeah he's a, definitely a shout he I think he'll be my one A favorite here. Jackson Ford, one uh, B. Pretty, pretty hard to. I don't want to take anything away from Pompey because of last week. That's why I'm going to stick with him. But if you just yeah. sort of factor that in, I think maybe Ford. Not that Ford played that well either, but I think for me, if yeah. it was that, I'd probably be um, D W Z
1: if I took in Pompey's yeah. performance. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he could got, go he a
0: wrong. He bagged the double. Yeah. Barnett, once again, don't think he's he's sort of been hammered by his injuries. Probably doesn't yeah. quite have the uh, portfolio of work, which is you know a little upsetting for him. But I'm sure he's just happy to be nominated if he hears. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so we'll say it's about ten awards. There, we'll chuck them up on the Instagram. Let you guys uh, vote for those. Make sure you drop a vote, um, and then we'll get the trophies out in the mail to the winners. Um, yeah. 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 That wraps up the Wise Awards night. Thanks all for coming. How much bucket bag? Clap, clap. Um, yeah, we'll just wrap it out this uh, with a bit of NFL this week. Um, obviously, no quiz. Uh, sorry to those guys that love the quiz. Um, but only two of us. Won't really work. Yeah, blame Hucker Get in his DMs, personal DMs, and just absolutely spray him. Um, but yeah, do you want to run over the NFL wins, Paul?
1: Yeah, so update us. Um, I'm in the lead with 17 total wins. Ehaka in, t- uh, in second with 15 total wins. And then you in third with one total win behind him on 14. So yeah, I think it would always been pretty neck and neck. I think me taking two wins ahead of E though, looking, looking good for me. Um, yeah, very happy even with a couple of teams that are 3-0 and there. Um, not much to say about the NFL. Obviously, with Ehak not being here, we can't cover as much because he's a good NFL guy. Um, on a personal front, very happy with the Browns win. Um, was happy to see Deshaun Watson put on a bit of a performance, you know. 27 yeah. twenty seven from 33 and just looked very solid.
0: Um, Miles Garrett must have had one of the best individual defensive performances in a long time. What do you have? Three and a half sacks and three yeah. and tackles for loss or something. they yeah,
1: yeah, their defense is just fucking incredible. If something if, if Watson can just find some form, like that's yeah, super, super Bowl team written all over it as well. Just yeah, some form from him would be great. Um
0: yeah, they're a pretty well-rounded
1: then, team, eh? Yeah. Um, and I just thought I know UC didn't want to talk about fantasy, but I just wanted to make a quick note that I've just completed the old uh, trifecta. Um, beating E last week and now beating you this week, so
0: it's yeah, great cool. to get those back to back wins against you two. Can we just preface it: me and E Hucker are both zero and three, so yeah. nothing, nothing uh, close to an achievement by doing that. I Like how this, you know, we play in a twelve-man fantasy league, and four people are zero and three. I just like, statistically that shouldn't have happened, but it has. Yeah, yeah. Um I had my team. Are- I, I talked a big game after the draft but really i hated it now i absolutely despise it but um i don't know if trent listens to the podcast but i think i sort of put out there that he had a god squad after the draft and a few. I people see sort of, I, he, I also
1: said he was my favorite out of the draft here. yeah
0: and a few people sort of got on that and were like fuck! like actually, look at his team how's that happened but he's oh and three i still reckon he has a god squad it's just one of those things where the what do we play like 11 positions or whatever They just can't all put it together on the same week and you just end up like sort of 120, 130 points and somebody else is just like putting 160 on you. I think he's in that situation, which is tough. That's sort of the game though, isn't it?
1: I believe he has had massive performances. I think obviously he's got Derek Henry who's been playing terrible. I think Derek Henry had
0: negative negative 0.3 points halfway through the third quarter this week.
1: Yeah, so I mean that that makes it pretty tough for old... um...
0: For Trent, he, yeah, yeah, not much else to say. Ramondre Stevenson, I don't know if you caught near that game, but he cannot catch a pass to save his life. Yeah, Um, Bill Simmons also mentioned that, but God, it was. I saw a little bit on um, red zone, and geez, he was dropping everything there, like wide open, sort of like check down stuff, just. He just sort of turns head up to run before he secures the ball. A pretty weird yeah. move. Yeah. Poor Trent. Poor Trent. Um, yeah, my Colts uh they got a, an overtime win against uh <laughs> the Ravens. Um didn't you, listen, mate. Yeah, you listen if you listen last week, the boys put a bit of pressure on for me to actually choose a team. And I said I'd support the Colts because Anthony Richardson is in my fantasy team. And now he's got a concussion and didn't even play. So my favorite team didn't even play my favorite player. So it's hard to get excited when Gardner Minshew's out there. But he got the job done looking like prime Tom Brady. So we're happy. We're happy out in Indianapolis. I've
1: always, always... Been, a massive, always been a massive Gardner Minshew fan. There was calls for me about two, three years ago to bring him, bring him into the Browns instead of uh, Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah. I've always been a fan of him. Yeah, it's not that bad, eh? Like, he's, he's got to kill him, And I think Mo. The, rest just, the rest just sort of falls into place from there. He seems yeah. to get the job done wherever he goes. I don't know why. And Like, job done. I mean, he's not winning the Super Bowl, but, you know, sometimes just making it to the playoffs is just giving yourself a chance. And he seems to be able to do that. So I don't know why yeah. more people don't give him a chance, especially when these guy's like, Zach Wilson on rosters, you know. Yeah, I yeah. He, I really don't understand why he hasn't been given more of a chance. Yeah. Is what it is, I guess. Does does what he can with what he's got. Yeah. It's what he can do. I guess um we're probably not missing out on too much with the heck of not being here, because I can't imagine he'd want to talk about the bears. No. Um, I guess Fucking- we've all seen. We've all seen by now, if you follow any sort of NFL, the Bears have opened up as uh, one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to a team, uh, the Broncos, that just had 70 points put on them, which sort of... I don't yeah, know fuck, what, what a weekend. Uh, a matchup that's going to be. Yeah, oh God, that is... Broncos, Bears. wonder what the over-under will be. That's... Yeah, could be like, God, I don't know. Both beef, uh, both defenses are pretty shit. So maybe there will be some points, but yeah, it's can't Might can't say I'll be watching that. Uh... No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Ah, wow. Well, I guess nice week. Quick hit on the NFL there. You reckon that wraps us up?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A nice short, short podcast this week. Um, no sponsors this week, unfortunately with the Hacker out action. Um, like I said, through that strip club incident, um, he wasn't able to source any sponsors. So just thank you to Tom for joining us as per usual. Um, oh, wait, do you,
1: do you want to hit the fancy draft or?
0: Oh shit. Yeah. I, yeah, we can, um, we got our basketball fantasy draft. Thanks for reminding me. Um, we do any, we do a draft lottery every year. Um, And what we're going to do now is the draft lottery. So it's been fully randomized by chat GPT with odds that have been pre-calculated. Everybody's aware of those odds. Is there anything you wanted to add, Tom? Oh,
1: yeah. I'll just, I'll I'll lay the foundation. We've had a a fancy basketball league for a few years. Uh, We normally have a wee bev up and we'll normally do put some names in a hat and We'll record it on Facebook Live just for our group. So, um, we yeah, first first year of being in Keepers, so that second makes year. it pretty exciting. Wow. like this
0: is expensive. no, we're yeah, doing right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the second year third year, yeah, my third year overall.
1: Yeah, you're right. Second year. Yeah. Um. So. so yeah. So I believe Aiden's going to be pulling the names out of an envelope.
0: Yeah, we do have. Envelopes here labeled one through ten, just like the NBA does. Um no representatives here other than me, but I'll just pack them out. So we're going in reverse order. ten. Pack, oh, pack number ten. Um goes to Cody. Cody's our American import. Um he the won one, the league. The he won it last year. I'm sure he did. I think he beat Aaron in the final. That's why he had the yeah. worst odds. He was most likely yeah. to get there. Yeah, I believe he did. Um, pick nine here. Or Pete. Sticking in order here. Aaron. a a a a Brother of Michael. As he's, as he's known in some circles. Team G. Pick eight. Sand true to form here. Not sure who's supposed to be eight. But it's Crush. Big India. Symbola. <laughs> Mr. International himself. He doesn't listen to this, so that's not racist. <laughs> Number seven. Demi. Little India. Little India. It's
1: uh interesting also that Chris the- put podcast. interesting that Chris put always supporting the homies
0: unconditionally, but then we'll not be hearing that. Uh, obviously didn't realize it was about him. Oh, Number six here. Mike. Team G. Team G G number two.
1: I'm pretty sure this is looking good for me because I think I finished fifth. Fifth? No, I finished fourth. Oh, I
0: can't remember. Right now, ESPN would have an ad break um, and then we'll probably come back to, I don't know, Ben Wallace um, (laughs) to talk about their odds. So... Yeah, you were actually, you had a two and 24 chance. Um, so you were in that five, six, seven, eight position range. Well, I think I, yeah, I think I finished fifth. Um, so yeah, everybody else and with a equal chance to you or worse has gone already. So you've done the best out of everybody so far in your range. Um, sticking to form, you should be in this envelope here, number five. And you
1: are. Where's the excitement? I feel like no one's moving up, or, you know.
0: (laughs) But the odds are the odds. It would have been pretty epic if somebody like an intent got first. I mean, that wouldn't be great because personally, I really want number one. I feel like in previous years, we've always had uh, someone moving from polar opposites. Uh, Chris always seems to move down. Mm. I don't think he's ever had a good time. Number four. Our co-host. E. Huckett, be right e. He'll be looking forward to that. He'll probably make some rogue pick there. That's why he's in that position. Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou Williams, not even in the league anymore. Pick three. It says Adam, not Adam. 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 Well done, Adam. Uh, for the listeners, Adam is one of the people that lives in Kaipoy. so who knows he'll he'll take on the night. Sorry to give Adam's address away like that. two it's down to me and Jordan. We had the worst two records last year, so it has gone to form. Really want number one pick. Can I get it? This is two. Rigged. It is rigged. That means I'm number one. I think you've just absolutely just rigged this, eh? <laughs> the people will say that. It does look like I have rigged it. Number one. Has this Adam. gone...
1: Has this just gone 10 to 1 in perfect order? I don't know if it's in perfect
0: order, but... um, Oh, no, sorry. There was a Switch. Like Adam was... Adam was actually equal favorite to get the first pick, and he fell. I was wrong Wait, so in was saying... He, was he
1: second to oh, last?
0: Yeah, I was wrong in saying that Jordan was um, second, to, uh, second or first to last. It was Adam, Adam and me. Because I'm pretty sure the top four is going to be back to the same. So Yeah, well, yeah, that's the only movement. I don't know if it's exactly one to ten in that order but well it's yeah. definitely not exactly but i don't know if the guys that sort of stayed in their percentage position um yeah but yeah anyway that's the order we'll chuck that in a we we clip that up for the chat uh thanks for listening to that if you were uh, maybe next year we'll mm-hmm. go back to the old bv situation it's just tough now that barely any of us live in the same place but we'll make it work yeah. Yeah, the old the old names
1: out of a hat was always exciting. You know, never forget that one year that I had the best odds to get the first pick,
0: got the last pick <laughs> because I forgot to put my name in the hat. <laughs> Couldn't get mad about it because he was in charge of the names in the hat. So
1: yeah, I mean, in all fairness, you know, it was my fault putting it in. But uh, if it, if it was anybody else, we would re- no, have you know? we would have redrawn.
0: But it was pretty cutthroat. Pretty cutthroat. So, all right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll uh. See you next week. Kaki Peace. Peace.